With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, packs the bag, starts the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... Two guys who haven't scored since 1958... Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 200. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, my man? I'm good, Chris, but we're going to be on break for a little while, and, and I'm going to miss you. Oh, I'm going to miss you too, buddy. I uh, got a big show, though. Let's get this one done. We can start uh, whispering sweet nothings after that. We got a new running back coach to talk about. Got some free agency opportunities, some new ones to chat up. Uh, we got some off-season dates we're going to talk to you about that are coming up that are important. And, of course, we got the Riz. whole lot more. Great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? Yeah, it just feels like we're going to be gone so long. Yeah, I, I know, man. You, you think our listeners are going to miss us? Nah, that guy's a dick. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out. Help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Of course, our very first donor, Mathis. And Brian B. from I Prevail. He's not been doing shit. Uh, Just has an album dropping on the 29th. And uh, just dropped two songs off that album on uh, Twitter. You can see them. And on uh, the old YouTube. Uh, IPrevailBand.com's website. Or you can go to IPrevailBand on Twitter and find them. And all the tweets are right there with all the links you need. Great, great friends and helpers on the Patreon. You can join them and many, many others at Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. If you join for as little as a dollar a month. You get access to the most intelligent Detroit Lions chat on the internet, and I am not bullshitting you when I say that. Straight up, 
I'm, it's, I'm, it's my happiest place to go these days for, for talking lions. And of course, you get access to the pre-show show when we put that together. And uh, that's, a, that's a lot of fun. A little bit of insight and behind-the-scenes stuff going on there. So good stuff. Uh, check us out. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. All you folks that uh, help us out, thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, we're standalone. We don't have a big company behind us. This is uh, one of the, the key ways to keep this show on the go. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter. Give us a follow at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see case with no pants on. Damn straight. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get your subscription. Um, we're ramping some stuff up, but you need to be ready. For our live draft party spectacular, our third annual case. This is the third year in a row we're going to be doing that massive draft power. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I, I still haven't gotten the uh, my drinks for it yet. But oh, yeah. yeah. You don't want them to go sour. All right. Give us a call. <laughs> Read us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us. We love those reviews. We're on Spotify. We're all over the place. Five-star reviews there. If you want to give us some criticism or uh, even get comments, any of that stuff, use the subreddit. Or we got a great great survey going right now detroitlionspodcast.com there's a listener survey link at the top of the screen use that we're going to keep that open for about one more week for you folks to let us know what you think about the show and where we can get better give us a call via skype detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or on the lions line at 929-33-LIONS 929-335-4667 give us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show tighten your chin straps kids it's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And uh, just mention that in the announcements. Don't forget the Detroit Lions podcast listener survey. Take part. Let us know what you think of the show. And uh, we use it. It's, it's key, key data for us to help the show and uh, make sure that we're getting the right stuff to you. Uh, we're going to do this on an annual basis. So please, please know you're being listened to. We, uh, we were talking about our net promoter score before the, uh, the show started. So uh, thank you, everyone, who's figured that out and uh, filled that out so far. And uh, if you haven't, we're going to keep it open, like I said, for about one more week, and then we're going to shut it down and take a look and uh, make some adjustments based on the the info you guys are sharing. So thank you, everyone who's taken part. All right, uh, football stuff. Let's talk about that because it's supposed to be a football show. Uh, <laughs> spotted in Indy. This is a, this is an interesting one, Case. This came about interestingly. The information came out interestingly. Um, on the Twitter, spotted in Indy in Lions gear, Kyle Kasky. The running backs coach makes a strong addition to Detroit staff. What? What? what, what? Um, formerly with the Bengals, Caskey tutor Gio Bernard, Rex Burkhead, Jeremy Hill, and the burgeoning superstar Joe Mixon, who happened to lead the AFC in rushing and had zero fumbles in 2018. Posted in the subreddit by Sheik08, Kyle Caskey, tell me how to feel. What should I do with my hands here, Case? Well, first of all, um, it, it has now been reported by the Detroit News and cat and everybody's saying like it's a done deal i don't know that the team has officially announced it yet at Didn't the time we were recording but uh but it, it does sound like a done deal so i i would you know by the time this hits uh it probably will be um there's there's a lot to like here uh it, it's but it's an interesting thing like there isn't a lot of people out there right now giving us um very deep analysis and you know as much as I would like to pretend that I know everything about every guy who's ever worked in the NFL, uh, I'm only just learning about this guy. 
and, and learning and looking into what he's done. But he's been with the Bengals since 2014. Um, they've had some very successful rushers in that time. Uh, when you look at, you know, well, the names you read off, Gio, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Jeremy Hill, no. uh, and Joe Mixon the last two years when he's been healthy. Um, there's a lot to like. If you look at the Bengals, <clears throat> the flip side of it is if you look at the Bengals' overall rushing over that time, it's been mid-tier. Like overall, mm-hmm. overall, overall. Right, right. So I'm not, I'm not saying like, like you could point to the stars and say, you know, he's done a good job with guys who maybe weren't, you know, elite talent and gotten them to uh, achieve above the level uh, that was ex- expected of them. But as far as the, you know, lower, lower tier guys on the team, you know, holding up that kind of thing. Um, I don't know that you could necessarily make an argument that, that the Bengals have been one of the better rushing teams uh, in the league while he's been there. But I also think there's, it, it, it's it's definitely a two sided coin because there's more to it than that, right? Right, right. There's been a there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot of uh, stuff to deal with in terms of offensive line the last couple of years, um, especially the last two three years. Ever since the Bengals sort of started to implode, then um, that's not an easy thing to come back from. It does. It sounds like you know he got released from them um, mostly just because he was part of the former coaching staff, not because there was any, uh, at least as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that there was any sort of bad blood or any any sort of reason to think that he wasn't a capable coach, uh, just that you know it it they changed coaching staffs and and there's usually mass turnover. Right. Um. So in that sense, it's nice to see you know a guy make a lateral move in a, in a situation where he wasn't considered to be one of the major issues with the team. Yeah, and a running backs coach has to rely on his line coach and an offensive coordinator, the play calls. And he There's a lot of pieces. Off. He did start off as an uh, uh, assistant offensive line coach. That's where you got to start right. before he got promoted to running back. Right, and if you if you look at what you know how he took some some talents that were, um, we'll say they performed above where people thought they would. Okay, we won't say he made superstars I mean, he made out of nothing. Of right? Very relevant fantasy. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. and Giovanni Bernard were both. Yeah. Guys who probably had no business being relevant to fantasy football and both had, you know, very high statistical highs. Right. So right. And so, you know, surrounded by guys that maybe weren't doing as well as they could have. He did he did some good stuff there. Um couple that with the the folks that we've brought in uh to to the Lions, and this this could be actually a, a pretty nice pickup. If he and it's right, it's it's the guys that that push your guys. That grow your guys. Those are some of the questions that have been asked, right? And we talked right, about that. Right. Oh, absolutely. And the development on this team has been an issue. So right, right. And and if you have uh, coaches that are pushing the guys and developing the guys and growing the guys, and that's their focus, rather than just get them ready for week, you know, two, because they weren't ready for week one this year. Uh, <laughs> but just just the, the the stuff that you know that that's table stakes. I think what we've been seeing from the teams and the coaching staff so far. Um, to have uh, a set of coaches that are pushing them, and if you get them all working that way, that puts together a pretty nice set of circumstances for players to really excel at uh, at the top of their game. I agree. Um, okay, so the next thing is we've got the this. Uh, there was a post about dead money leaders from 2016-2019. Do we have to press uh, for to pay respects or what what are we doing? Right. We're talking about when we say dead money. What does that mean? <laughs> the Lions were the Lions were number 10 in the league in dead money from 2016 through 2019 with uh 65 million and that was uh posted by 
no normies fam. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds like a 4chan guy. <laughs> no normies fam. Now let me uh, let's, seriously let's, let's let me ask you case because there's probably yeah, people there that, are, that who have the question. What does it mean when you're talking about dead money? What is dead money? Uh well okay okay I mean as blatantly as we can put it dead money is guys that is money that you owe guys after they've been cut traded etc. Uh, after they're no longer with the team, um, they so st- but they still count against the cap, which sucks because you're paying for a guy who's not there. You right. know, dead money is not a fun thing to have to deal with. Obviously, we dealt it with dealt with it with Levy. Calvin. We dealt with it majorly with Calvin, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that of that sixty five million, I think a huge chunk of that is probably from Calvin. Um, and after retiring, and of course. Uh, I would go back and say, oh, so the Lions are the bad guys here after after they still had to pay him, you know, many, 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 many millions of dollars after after he retired. (laughs) But um, (laughs) hey, they signed that contract. They signed that contract. Right. There's always two sides of the story. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, But it's also, uh, you know, if you want to go back and look at Mayhew and I know that I've gone to bat for Mayhew. Uh, on more than one occasion, I've also been highly critical of him in in many areas. Uh, but I do think that fans have a have a negative attitude towards Mayhew that is like as though he was just an extension of Matt Millen. I remember and I you really and Zylan. I remember there's two things. I remember you and Zylan arguing with me about Mayhew not being a good. Uh, a good GM, you guys are like, no, he hasn't been that bad. You guys could, I mean, neither one of you stood up would would stand up and say, no, he's right, good. Right. But no, I was like, no, he's like doing horrible. <laughs> and you're like, no, well, he's had a couple of good ones. And I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> but, the, but I mean, the truth of the matter was that he inherited a terrible cap situation, especially because of the way the CBA was mm-hmm. and that we had Matthew Stafford We're and drafted early and at the Alan end. Johnson, yeah. oh, God. all getting ridiculous rookie contracts, absolutely absurd rookie contracts. And that's not a fair thing to put a guy like that through. Right. Now I will say uh, that, that a Mayhew's penchant for risky picks and B his penchant for uh, why well, it's not really his penchant, but, and we even talked about this last week, that his inability to connect with Tara Lost and, and uh, Joe Lombardi or, or Jim Bob Cooter um, to get the guys that matched what they were going to do, that, that was a major problem. So, like, I don't want to take that off of him either. Mm-hmm. I think he was a decent talent scout. I think he saw good talent. He just wasn't good at meshing it with the team. Mm-hmm. but. Um, now that said, Bob Quinn, to a lesser extent, inherited some of what Matt, uh, Mayhew left him. He and left the turd behind the in the dust for sure. <laughs> right. That's where the majority of that 65 million cap hit over the last uh, four seasons comes from. And it is kind of arbitrary. Like if you just pull out any number of years, like if you pull out the last two years, the Lions are probably you know well below average. But if you want to look at the last four years, sure they're they're above average in in dead cap. So there's a bit of an arbitrary sense to that statistic. Um, but I do think it, it it what it does highlight to me is just that it is acceptable to look at it from an angle. Of Bob Quinn has had a little bit of a hurdle, not like I say, not quite what Mayhew had to overcome. 
but a little bit of a hurdle left over from Mayhew to overcome and has done a relatively good job of getting to them to the point where they are now where that's not such a huge issue. Yeah. And I have to go back to something what we talked about on the dead money part about Megatron cuz one and one of my favorite usernames uh I'm a ghost <laughs> and and he's actually a pretty pretty level-headed guy, right? He makes the point about Megatron and you know why he had that beef or maybe still has that beef against the front office and probably why he's opened up the seems weed like store. Right? It seems like we're still moving in a good direction there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, anytime he's going to open up the weed store, he'll be okay afterwards. Right. right? But um, just, just so people know, I mean, we paid him $12.9 million and uh, the complaint was that he had to give back 320,000 uh, in, in a year that he retired and didn't play in a contract yeah. that he signed. Right. So, <laughs> I, the media and a lot of people just kind of took Calvin's side. And I love Calvin, too, right? I, I totally well, do. But Generally speaking, under most circumstances like this, I, I, I am someone who would generally favor the employee over the employer. But it, it just didn't quite seem like he understood exactly what, you know was going on yeah what the effect was yeah no 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 it's okay maybe and maybe it'll enable him to have some better weed specials i don't know but it's the bottom it's the bottom line with him so good good job uh that was good stuff and uh (laughs) good exactly i mean he pulled the numbers he had it he nailed it so that was that was good stuff and um you're right i i would typically go but i'm i'm getting to this point now with the team and and some of the things going on that i'm not as married to players as I am to team performance now. And I, there's players I love, right? There's guys absolutely that I love on the team, but like Glover Quinn going is a great example of a guy. I've abs- I absolutely love, but from a team perspective, it really, it is time to move on, right? It's oh, just, absolutely. it's just the time. And um, it makes it harder to buy jerseys. Well, yeah. I, boy, I sh- can we roll that back? I don't want to say that you're going to try to sell jerseys later. That's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll find a way. I always, we always find a way. Right. <laughs> but um, no, no, but you're, you're, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I like Matthew Stafford. I love him. I love what he does with the team, what he's done in the city. There's a point in the future at some time where he's going to leave the team. And there's this whole cone of uncertainty of what the circumstances are going to be. And it's going to be a fine trail that you have to walk for it to be perfectly amicable where everyone gets exactly. I mean, look at Brett Favre, right? Massively loved in Green Bay. Wound up, you know, and he, he is a uh, Minnesota Vikings great, right? I mean, it's, it's the whole situation. How do you how do you work through a career like that in today's league? It's a, it's a different league than it used to be. And, and players... Um, they're they're an integral part, and you want them to buy in the team. You want you want the stat the the fans to buy into the players and the team and stuff. But it's hard because, boy, they, there's a it's a business. It's truly a business, and those pieces, those chess pieces, are moving around, and everyone's trying to find the exact right combination of you know pawns, kings, queens, rooks, and so on to to win the game. So, I'm getting maybe I'm getting cynical because I I, I I don't want to say I don't care about the players and I don't like the players, but it's just it is becoming a lot more of a business right and in in my mind so i'm i'm getting less less i hold on to them a little less tight these days yeah i totally agree um even and and i think you know obviously the most recent one for me that was heartbreaking was the golden tate thing yeah. but the way it happened and and getting the value that i feel like we still got out of the situation that was not going to be you know it was going to be heartbreaking one way or the other and so getting the value that we got out of it, um, it still makes me happy. 
That's one of the things that gone. Quinn has been able to do is kind of find that outside. If he could get us something out of Tabor, I would call him an absolute super genius at this point. Because okay, <laughs> well, somebody ready. somebody in the Slack chat tossed out the idea of trading uh, Tease Tabor for John Ross one for one, and we're going to talk about John Ross in a little while here. But, if he managed to pull that off, that would be amazing. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about and how not it's intelligent. That outlandish. <laughs> not that outlandish. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's just talk about that. I mean, you do love your players. You love your teams. You love. I mean, again, you you. Some people are, are are really into those players themselves. Some people are into the team. You can get both. Why limit yourself? Why not get both? Head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Find yourself a jersey. I bet you could find a Detroit Lions ashtray over there. Eh, probably not. It's probably over at Calvin's shop. But other than that, I mean, they've got, they've got probably everything you want that has Lions logos, players, the whole thing. You want signed merchandise? They've got signed, certified merchandise, all the good stuff right there. Head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on that Fanatics link and uh, go get your gear. Go get your stuff. Sport your Show off your team. Show off your, your love for the team. I'm heading out. I'm traveling. I'm hitting a plane tomorrow, actually. And actually, I may be editing this on the plane. We'll see how that goes. But... um. I'm heading out to LA and I'm, I've got half of my, well, about 95% of my non work stuff is Lions gear. <laughs> oh, are we selling jerseys now? Yeah, this is the part where we talk about jerseys. <laughs> uh, DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Fanatics link and get all your great stuff. It's we not love just jerseys, every though. Player. It's not just jerseys. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't know that. Tell me. <laughs> it's all. All right, uh, let's talk about um, some of the next jerseys you might need to buy. Um, Michael Crabtree has been set loose by the Ravens. Is this one we're going to pounce on? I mean, this guy, this is Hall of Fame superstar Michael Crabtree, right? It's actually like, he's actually kind of a complicated player with a complicated history. Um, when you hear his name, he's almost a, he's almost a household name in terms of NFL fans. Um, but... Uh, when I actually looked at his statistics through his career, I was kind of shocked at the uh, how unimpressive they are. <laughs> um, he has two; he only has two seasons in his whole career over a thousand yards, and that kind of surprised me because I just always viewed him as a guy who was like at or near that level for most of his career. Kind most of like his- household namey kind of guys, right? I mean, the- right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, not not not. Look, he's not Joe Namath, right? But everyone knows who Michael Crabtree is. Anyone who knows football, but um, (laughs) he's not as big as that name. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I got you. I got you. I got you. But most of most of this break is needed. We're on a break. That's right. I know. know. We're fighting now. Um, (laughs) Most of his seasons, he clocks in, you know, between 600 and 700 yards, uh, which is, you know, not what I expected out of guy. Ebron territory. The the one thing the one thing of like serious note the one thing of like major note is that before going to the Ravens this last season, he spent three years in the with the Raiders and had eight eight and nine touchdowns those three seasons and those are huge those yeah. are huge yeah now if he were I'm not opposed to the idea of signing him the reason being I want somebody who can be the next Anquan Bolden for this team. And he can't, <laughs> but he can, he can be the, the discount version of the Anquan Bolden for this team. 
he's he's not as big, he's not as strong, but you could use him in that role as the possession receiver, the tough yardage receiver. The other major issue being that his hands are not anywhere near as strong as Bolden's are. He's had drop issues through his career, and I think that's almost maybe part of why he is as well-known as he is, is because he's still survived in the NFL as long as he has, despite some inconsistencies with his hands. And I know that drops are like the biggest bugaboo for Lions fans. I get it. Um, But at the same time... Because of how Stafford throws the ball. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time... Pull that one back up how to resuscitate the corpse of that one. (laughs) If you were to... If you were able to pick him up and try to play him in that limited limited role in the red zone, you still might find some success with him as long as you weren't trying to rely on him in the way that maybe the uh, Raiders and the, the, the Ravens did between the 20s. Okay. I'm not opposed to it. I'm, I'm not necessarily like, entirely for it but i'm not I'll, it feels I'll, like picking up a wide receiver version of ebron that's what it feels like to me right well we're right and and while i don't necessarily miss eric ebron there were some benefits and i think that if you knew how to properly use a player in that mold which bevel might be able to do better than jim bob cooter yeah it could have value could have value i'm not i'm not like I'm not trying to cheerlead for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely against it. Okay. Okay. So there's a place if we want a discount receiver, possession receiver with a couple of drop issues. Um, he, he's our guy. Nothing nothing to burn the house down to pay for, but um, there could be a role for him on this team. Is that basically what you're saying? Basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, now there's another guy that is being shopped around. Um, John Ross. And... Um, Former, uh, he's a, he's from the Bengals. They're they're looking to shop him around. He's only got what two years in the league, right? Yeah, 2017, 2018. Um, and he missed almost all of 2017 with an injury. So, um, okay, the Bengals clearly have given up on him from a development standpoint. Like they don't feel like they can deal with it. He he missed a season and then he played a season, but it was a very disappointing season in which he only gained 210 yards. He did have seven touchdowns, which isn't nothing, uh, but he certainly wasn't as active in their offense as you would have expected. Uh, so it seems like, <clears throat> despite his youth and despite him only being in the league for two years, that they're ready to look a different direction. Um, and that is a that is a major red flag, and I don't think that should be ignored in any in any way, sense, uh, or whatever. But um, it's not every day that a receiver who runs a four two two becomes available. And while I don't think that you'd want to get rid of Galladay or Jones to replace. He's not Either a replacement them for them, right, right. And while I don't necessarily even think you'd want him to be our standard slot receiver, if you could make him the number four guy and find a way to occasionally push the field deep with him, it's possible you could see some very positive results from that. 
again, like it uh, much like Crabtree. I'm not I'm not over here trying to cheerlead and say, God, yes, they absolutely have to sign this guy. And actually, you know, and we're going to talk to Risden later. I don't think this topic is going to come up, but I will mention that Risden, you know, is very much not on the John Ross bandwagon. And I don't completely disagree with him. But hmm. it's all about what the price would be. Because right. if we got him for a sixth round pick, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly throw that bone out there and see what came back, so. Yeah. Okay. No, that's 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 good. I, I get that. Um, we'll see. And the whole idea of Tabor going out the door in exchange for Mister Ross is um is risk free for both teams, <laughs> probably, right? <laughs> probably a pipe dream. It'd be all right. We we could give them Tabor and a seventh and get Ross, and I'd still be happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It is what it is. All right, uh, we're going to move on. Talk about some key dates coming up in the NFL. We got there's a lot going on here, and uh, this is an important time of the season to kind of know what's going on and when. And who's better to bring it to you than Case and I? Right? I mean, Case, really? Is there anyone better? The answer is no. I have to think about it. Oh, God. <laughs> I need I need the buzzer sound from a game show. That's what I need right now. <laughs> Man, wrong. All right, let's talk about some of these key dates first. Today, as we record this through the 4th, the NFL Combine. Going on, lots going on. It's uh, kicking off. Like they said, they saw Kyle Kasky walk around in Lions gear. You don't walk around in gear unless you're you're working with the team. So uh, that was the first tip-off, and now the pre-rest of the news, as uh, Case said, is reporting that he has been hired officially, just no formal announcement yet from the team. But you got through March 4th for the NFL Scouting Combine. A lot going on. Riz is going to be there. You can see all kinds of reporting coming out of that. Uh, Case and I are both going to be out of town this week, so we will be watching in our spare time. We'll be reviewing some recordings that we're going to have, so on. Um, but we're going to rely on our key uh, folks, the Riz and a couple others, to talk about this as uh, as we get back. So it's on TV. Give it a watch. Enjoy it. Uh, then on March 5th, after the combine is over, it's the deadline for transition tags. 4 p.m. that day, you're done. Then on the 11th through 13th of March, this is where the action really starts to get hot, heavy, and sexy. Uh, the free agent negotiation period begins. This is the legal tampering period. You can't sign anybody quite favorite, yet. Favorite, favorite fucking time of year. Yeah, yeah. This is when it gets it gets great. Um, and then March 13th, holy free holies, the stuff all breaks loose. The year for the league begins. The league year begins. Uh, all teams must be under the cap or face a firing squad. Also, free agency signings begin. It's all at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and we will be recording our next show that day. Just a little reminder from the, the scheduling side of the thing. Case is going to be in Texas. I'm going to be in California. I may. I, I just. I would recommend you all check out the Detroit Lions podcast Twitter, particularly next Monday. You might see some fun pictures coming through. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, anyway, we've got some travel going on, so there won't be a show next week. Too much stuff to get to travel with this time and to, to get everything put together. So we're going to do one of our off weeks in the off season here next week. And, and we apologize for those who want some combine coverage and stuff out of us, but um, it's just it's just not the way things are playing out but don't worry we're going to keep going you got the annual uh, league meeting in phoenix the 24th to the 27th i actually have an opportunity i may be in tucson during that so i might weasel my way up just to see some some old friends um april 1st off-season workouts begin the first one start so that'll be that'll be interesting that's just the team's new head coaches there the rest of the teams start on april 15th and then on the 25th of april 
It'll be our third annual. You ready for that? Now, we can call it like our, our, our number annual. Once you get to three, right? Your second annual just means you did it twice, right? But this is a third annual draft party on April 25th. It's draft time, baby. Nashville, Tennessee. Probably be some country music, don't you think, Case? Not, I mean, not probably. on our show. Not um, on our show. Not on our show, I hope. That's all right. Um, but no, uh, you know, it'll be your first time doing a live one uh, where we have a draft pick where we do. And so we've got this problem where we're watching like we'll be watching on different channels and it'll and it'll I come at a different speed, waiting, right? And then now <laughs> it used to be ESPN, the NFL network. Now you got ABC, ESPN, and the NFL network all doing it together. This is gonna be nuts. Um so we'll go with it. Case won't ruin it this year, we promise. And well, we- I won't be I won't be I won't be uh seeing it. I'll have to stream it myself this year. So really? I'll probably at least on par with you, if not slightly behind you. So uh, you I'll guys get you covered, be, brother. Don't yeah, worry. That worry. is absolutely, you know. I'll have you covered. Don't you worry. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, we got that going on. It's going to be interesting. Um, we're going to have some big guests this year again. Um, Tony Ortiz, former you know, sideline reporter for the Lions a couple times. Um, news desk man for WWJ in Detroit, also for 97 won the ticket. He's going to join us. You, that other guy, that guy from last time, what was um, um This guy. The case. This is Justin Rogers from Detroit News. I've been talking to Chris, and I, I hear the things you're saying about me, and it's not cool, man. You keep that up. I'm going to come for you. So he's coming for Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to get my buddy Mike, who called in last year and gave some embarrassing stories about me. I'll try to get him to call in again, too. So. Oh, God. They're, they're, they're being manufactured like every day. New embarrassing stories. So it's great. <laughs> um, so that, we're going to see about Blandino. We're going to talk about Arlovsky. We're going to see some of the other guys, some of the other favorites from the show as well, see what we can do, and and, and maybe even a couple more surprises. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have some good stuff going on on the, on the draft. Um, after that, uh, three-day rookie mini camps begin May 3rd through 6th, 10th through 16th. And then there's a spring owners meeting at the end of May. And uh, we'll get into June and everything else later. Uh, don't forget, we will also be doing fantasy football next year. We're doing a revamp on that. It's going to be a lot better this year for everybody. A lot smoother, a lot more fun, a uh, lot more, a uh, lot better payouts for everyone. So uh, be ready for that. And, of course, the training camp party case. How hard are you trying to get there this year? Very, very hard. That's I'm very right. hard. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just you know we'll, we'll see again. Special guests abound. Um, we'll see how that goes. Check us out on uh, Monday on Twitter. You'll see some stuff there. There might be some hinting going on there of what's come, what's yet to come. But I think you guys are going to be pretty blown away by what uh, what's going on this off season. It's uh, no one else, no one else in any market is doing what we're doing it's gonna be kick-ass so good stuff coming key nfl dates key show dates remember we're no no show next week and we apologize for that but uh it's uh it's life that's the way it goes uh okay moving on next thing we want to talk about brett kuzno i'm gonna hit him up again one time and say thank you so much for the slay bobblehead he got us going on that and it was really really nice to him that's gonna we're gonna do a giveaway we're gonna get that uh bobblehead thing we're still waiting for your suggestions we had one that was pretty good um, we don't want to limit necessarily to meme contests because some people aren't as good as that. We want to do something that's as inclusive as possible uh, that anybody can can take part in. Doesn't need any special talent to win. But uh, by the same token, we want to make it a, a the bar high enough that it's it's definitely a deserving award. So we'll see what we can do there about that. We're still working on it. We'll take your suggestions and of course play with the podcast is back apex legends i'm trying to get case in he's got an xbox it's a free-to-play game you guys hit him up at uh sosumi nfl sosumi underscore our nfl what's your what's your 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 twitter there uh case let people know 
I think you just got it, right? I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is so sue me at uh, S O S U H M E underscore underscore R N F L. God, you got to change that to something intelligible. I, I can you can you even change that? Yeah, well, you can't change it. I think you got to make a new one. But just make like case DLP yeah, or I've something. Been on that forever. You, you can. You, everybody will come. Everybody who cares about you will come. So like. <laughs> There's like three followers. It'll be great. I hope so. You can, and, and, <laughs> uh, Casey's got a hot date tonight. Forgot about that. Um, no, you should make an easier one. We should, am, we gotta, we're going to talk about that. And uh, you can you can run two two IDs. It'll be okay. But um, so yeah, um, let let him have it. We're trying to get him on we're playing Apex Legends. Great game. Um, Xbox. It's Xbox One. We're playing on. You can join us. Gamer tag Det Lions Podcast. Look for us, and we're streaming too at Twitch.tv Detroit lions podcast so if you want to just hang out and chat and do stuff there too we'd love it make sure to give us a follow in those places we appreciate it okay i think that's this that's it for this you want to get to the guest this guy he hasn't been on in a while he's been you know doing his guesty things i don't know yeah, what the hell let's talk to the riz <laughs> are you ready to get schooled it's time for risden's wisdom with the riz jeff risden all right, that's right. Risden's wisdom. You know the guy, Jeff Risden from LionsWire, realgm.com. He's he's out there. I mean, this is the time of the year. He's got his uh, his little rum runner with a little uh, umbrella in it, the feet up, flip-flops going out off the the back patio into the snow. Um, some say he's the the least hardest working man in the media. Um, Riz, how's it going, man? You bored these days? Oh my goodness! If only any of that was true. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lions Wire and Real GM stuff was real. Yes, that's absolutely real. That's it's real and it's spectacular. <laughs> Mulva, you know, um, <laughs> you're sounding a little yucky there, buddy. Are you working that hard? Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm currently in living on Hall's cough drops. So uh, if if you hear me like gargle or spit or something, um, it, it's nothing weird. I'm just I'm just sick. I'm not feeling all that well, but I'm I'm soldiering through. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what you do, especially and now. We you appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, we do. All right, let's. Um, we're gonna start off, Jeff. There's, there's something we talked about. We've been wanting to pull it for a couple of weeks, but you've been busy. We've been busy, kids. Everything's been pulling in all kinds of crazy directions. I'm glad we got. We're able to connect on this, but there's some stuff going on quietly in some circles around this team, and some of it, you know, bubbles up into the media. Some of it doesn't, but um. Generally, there's a lot of rumors going on that are from, as I like to say, they're credible sources, but sometimes they have nefarious intentions, right? Ooh, nefarious. Good word. Thanks. thanks. I really, it, really, it really sounds like what it means, right? It's the good word. It does. It totally does. <laughs> so I thought it'd be good to kind of just touch on those. And this is not one of those things. I want to be really clear. We're not saying any of this is true. We're not saying that it's, it's, it's right. Again, some it's, it's from credible sources. We're not making shit up when we talk about this. It's, it's one thing we don't do. We're not Carlos, right? We, we, we have real stuff, <laughs> but people say things, people that are credible say things sometimes, but they don't say things that are real because they have something behind the thing, right? There's a, there's an answer behind the answer that they're trying to push. So they have um, nefarious intentions. So right. there's, there's a lot of this going on. I thought I might, might even have some really, really good opening music here. So let me, let me know what you think here. All right. So here we are. We're going to talk about some of the rumors from the Illuminati around the Alliance and what's going on. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring this in, bring it down a little bit. 
And we'll talk a little bit about the first one because we touched on it a little bit. Uh, has to do with Matthew Stafford. A lot of people were asking about this. People were chomping at the bit in the in the Slack chat for the Patreon people. I had all kinds of private Twitter messages. Everyone wants to know what the heck is going on. And and we talked about it. It started back in the Senior Bowl when we first heard this. And when, you know, it's kind of matured a little bit. But the credible source with possibly nefarious intentions says that maybe Matthew Stafford is complacent and satisfied with where he is and what he's being paid. Let's let's talk about this, Riz. What's going on oh, here boy. with that guy, right? This this is the kind of stuff that scares people, right? Because there's a lot of other stuff talking, you know, about well, how long is he going to be here, all that kind of stuff. Right. And and there are some people who will have you convinced that he's on the trade block. Um, and yeah. I, those people certainly have nefarious intentions or selfish intentions because, yeah, they just don't like him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> David Duchovny's walking into your living room right now. Oh, God. <laughs> I know well, a lot for of people for who that would be a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Case, so case really is problem, on an episode of the X Files. Like every time I see him, he just strolls into the room and he's just yep. like, <laughs> it's awesome from another planet. God, I want his life. He's living the best life. Anyway, okay, sorry. Let's he really is. Matthew. So Stafford. so some of this is Stafford brings this upon himself because he doesn't talk to the media. He doesn't you know socialize with people. He doesn't do social media. He, he basically walls off the outside world. Right. It's just right. Uh, you know he. there's so much speculation on him because you don't know what he's doing. You know, the other team I covered, the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett is on social media daily. A lot of guys are like that. You know, David Njoku's out there. You you see what they're doing. You see, you know, you see TJ Lang out there. You know, he's on on social media. Glover Quinn, when he was still with the team, not anymore. Rest in peace. You know, Darius Slay out there. You know what they're doing. You don't know what Matthew Stafford's doing. It's it's a big mystery other than Kelly posting Instagram pics where he may or may not have a, a walking boot on or something like that. He's got a limp. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, remember that? Oh, God, that was fun. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. I'll stop. I promise. No more. That was such a colossal waste of 10 minutes of our life, Chris. <laughs> It really was. I the, the whole he's got a limit. I mean, people. It really is. It's full blown conspiracy stuff of people like trying to to tear these things apart and find something. But all right, so right. so let's get to this one in in particular because and this is yeah. a bad place to be for a quarterback who's making that kind of money on a team who who could be on the precipice of taking that next step. Right? Do you want a right. quarterback who's complacent, who's satisfied, and who's just kind of waiting for everything to be built around him? Well, hell no, you don't. And and the the worry is is that he he is happy or satisfied or complacent with the money that he's gotten. He realizes that no matter what he does, Detroit's not going to win around him. These are all things that I've heard um, said or in comment sections. And because of the way he is, because he's walled off, because because he doesn't defend himself publicly, it just it it, it just goes away. Um, there, there's a lot of the, the negativity, the cluster of negativity around the people who despise Matthew Stafford, and, and we've talked about this before, they're a minority, but they're a very vocal minority of, yeah. of the Detroit media yeah. as well as the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are some people who are trying to make their careers off of hating on Matthew Stafford, and that's that's very unfortunate and unprofessional, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, to me, I, don't, I don't think to Matthew me, Stafford is. Just- Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, to me, the weird juxtaposition is that like just uh, just a year ago, uh, we were still talking about the uh, like the incredible things he was doing in the off season, where there were videos of him, you know, uh, running up and down stairs in, in an empty stadium, that kind of thing, where it was like, 
this dude looks as fully fucking committed as you could ever expect someone to be. And now that this come now this comes out, you know, it, it has he, he as a person truly changed that much over the last two years, or is it all just bullshit? <laughs> I I tend to think that you know fatherhood does change you, but I don't think it changes you that dramatically. This is a guy he still burns to win, and if you talk to other Lions teammates, right. They all will say, what are you talking about? Matthew Stafford doesn't care. Are you, are you crazy? What are you smoking? You know, go, go take my drug test for me and I'll fail. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> there's, there's just no, there's no, because he's, he is a fairly quiet person um, to, in a public eye. And, and when he's on the sidelines, you know, he's not a rah-rah guy. He's not Brett Favre out there, you know, waving his hand on the sidelines, you know, go down the field and, you know, trying to coach up the defense. You know, he, he's, He's a more reserved person. That rubs a lot of people the wrong way, you know. And, and Detroit, yeah. to some extent, buys into that too. Yeah. We Detroit loves their fiery people, man. We, you know, bad boys time. You know, Rasheed Wallace, ball don't lie. You know, I, I love Rasheed Wallace. Dino's yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Go back to, uh, to uh, all the uh, man. So many of those Red Wings guys who are talkative and yippy and nippy and. You know, yeah. outwardly a little bit aggressive, and Stafford isn't any of those things, and I think that bothers a lot of people. And if he were winning, I think it would bother them a lot less. And I think if they were winning, these these rumors would go away because there doesn't seem to be any truth behind any of it, from what I can gather from inside Allen Park, from teammates. Uh, his teammates do like him. Um, he, if if they were to have a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, he would be invited, <laughs> but only to Chuck E. Cheese. Not, not, not if it was like at the uh, Ruth's Chris. Ooh, that'd be a good birthday idea. Put him in the ball. Yeah. All yeah. right. So if you know, some people do the four Pinocchios or whatever, or you know, hundred <laughs> percent, you know, pants yeah. on fire. But I think if we want to rate this one, we're going to give it a. So it's all good. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We get you know, Matthew. you know, it's funny you, you talk about the these these nefarious intentions. Can I? I'll, I'll relay a story here from the Senior Bowl uh, many years ago. I think you know this one, Chris. I would I back before it got really big. You used to be able to sit with the coaches on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. So I sat down about three rows behind Bill Belichick in Lad People Stadium. Didn't even realize it was him down there for a little bit. Um, I was sitting with a Redskins scout and a couple of other people that I knew at the time. And Sean Payton came up and and walked up to Bill Belichick and said, "So what do you want for this Brady guy?" It was obvious he was breaking the ice. It was obvious they both interpreted it as a joke. But I could have credibly said Patriots and Saints talking about a trade for Tom Brady. And I would not have been lying, but I wouldn't have been telling the truth either. Right. And I think that's that's where you have to get into. Like, I will hear I will hear. So I'm, I'm driving to Indianapolis tomorrow morning. I will hear so many things this week about who's going where um, more in free agency than the draft, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I will I will hear a lot of things and I have to parse through them and say okay um wh why is this person telling me this what is their tone of voice are they serious where did they just who did they just talk to you know it, did i just talk to somebody who, who talked to a packers guy and they want to plant seeds on something right you know where where's the agent involved in all this i will talk to a ton of agents this week I'm, i will get so many freaking business cards that they won't fit in my laptop bag um that's just the way that it that's that's the way the combine goes that's the way guys trying to get their stories out 
that happens so much. So, so for me and those of us in the media, we have to be responsible filters for that. Like I could have, I could have gotten so much attention had I said, Oh my God, you know, they're talking about the tree and it would have been quickly like, well, that guy's a freaking idiot. This is what happened, you know, and, and Belichick and or Peyton or anybody else who was around within earshot. And there was probably 50 of us there would have been like, yeah, that's not what happened. Um, so you have to, you have to really be careful on that. And I think some people in the media are better than that at others. Uh, and, and specifically in the draft media, I will tell you that there are a lot of, there are a lot of people you can tell pretty right away what their agenda is, whether they know anything or not. Um, and if you ever want to filter on that, I would suggest joining the Patreon and join our chat and ask me in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that, Riz. That's a, you're not lying, though. It's a great place to be. All right. It really so is. That's a good one. Let's talk a little bit about TJ Lang. This is another one where there's all kinds of stuff swirling, all kinds of in-the-know people that maybe are yeah. or are. Is he coming back or not? There's been so much going on. And if he does come back, what? how? How does he come back? Right. Yeah. And and I, I'll say this. I was under the presumption, um, and, and this is just my presumption, and this is what happens when you presume, um, not just assume, but presume. Uh, you, there's a lot of things going on there besides being an ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're a dick because you're in front of the ass, right? Because it's presume. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just hmm. trying to figure that one out. I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought he was done. Uh, I thought he was going to retire. And I based that just on um, comments from teammates around him at the time of his last concussion were like, dude, you need to hang it up. Uh, and I know he was told that by some teammates, but it seems like he is feeling fine. He wants to keep playing. Uh, now, Dave Burkett uh, said something about a week ago, I guess, where, where he, TJ is fully expecting to come back with the Lions. And uh, um, I haven't talked to Dave about it. I'll talk to him tomorrow when I see him. But I, I'm wondering what his interpretation of that was. Was this, okay, TJ's you know, trying to get his contract or, or get a settlement or something? Or, or is it, oh, my God, he really is planning on coming back? Those are the things that we have to figure out about this. Um, and that's where the whole credibility filter thing comes in. Dave, Dave, by the way, you might not like what he has to say. Dave is going to present you the facts of what's going on and, and let you tend to make your own conclusions about it. He's very good at that. Yeah. Um, if you don't like the facts, um, don't hate Burkett. I'll say that for him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Let me, let me ask you, I mean, what's the concussion count on Lang right now? I remember we were talking about that this year, and it was like, maybe I it's time. Say, right? I want to say he's up to six oh, diag- diagnosed since he got to Eastern Michigan. Right. And he had two definite last year and one definite the year before. So three within a, a 16, 18 month period. And this is this is one of the we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show about, you know, caring, caring for the player. But also it's a business there. There's sometimes you think about you have to think of them as chess pieces, but you always have to think of the person. This is one of those ones where I love TJ Lang on the Lions. I think he still has a lot to offer, but boy. The concussion thing, it just, I mean, I think maybe just for his own safety and his quality of life, maybe it, maybe it's time to do some coaching or thinking about coaching, right? Or something. I'm sure they can find a, a place for him on the, on the sideline to do something. Cause he did a lot of that this year and looked really good. I saw him, you know, the games I was at, he was working with people. He was really, and he was having fun when he was there too, but I worry about this guy, right? That, that long-term, that long-term effect of this stuff. So. Is he coming back, Riz? Is he is he coming? And if he is, how? Let's 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 get right to the answer on this. What do you think? 
I think he is going to try to come back. I don't know if he will wind up coming back. I think it's, I, I do think it's a case where he's trying to negotiate a little bit. Um, he's trying to get his money, mm-hmm. maximize the money that you can get while you can still get it because you're not going to get it once you're gone. Um, so I, I would love to have him back if he's, if he is healthy and committed and ready to play. And if he does say he's coming back, I have no doubt that he would do that. Right. But again, I don't want to see. That scene, well, that was the Dallas game, wasn't it, where he, he got his bell rung yeah, yeah. and didn't know where he was, and it was it was scary. You could see him like like his face was all red, and he was obviously confused. Yep, yep. That scared, that scared the hell out of me. That is one of the worst pictures I've ever seen on a football field. So I don't ever want to see that again. So do you think there's any chance at all that the Lions bring him back at what he's supposed to cost this year? I don't, I don't see how they can do that. I think that would be irresponsible of them to do it. I think right. no, I he, agree. If he wants to stay, you know, uh, TJ, you have to realize that we're taking a risk on you here. Um, maybe offer him an injury settlement waiver, or you play for you know half of what we're going to pay you. Half of what he's getting paid. That, that that seems like it would be there. But there's there's if we take a look at this from right, we're, we're getting our Pinocchios out. We're looking at this and we're saying, is he coming back on the same contract to play again this year? We would say well, the bullshit and be straight. Straight fine with with that's that's Oh, my man. I love that guy. (laughs) He's back. All right, we'll move on now. Um, there's this this guy. I love his I love his name, Greedy Williams. Uh we talked about him a couple weeks ago as a possibility at number eight for the Lions. And um, you know, just where Slay is, some of the things going on. And then some idiot went on national media saying there's no chance. You know anything about this, Riz? (laughs) <laughs> I would I would strongly resemble that idiot. Yes. <laughs> so I, I said you mean things that I apologize, but I should. No, that's it. okay. Um, I did this. Uh, I forget what show I was on. I've definitely done way too much media in the past few weeks. So the deal was was that Greedy Williams was like in every mock draft to Detroit, and I bounced that off of somebody in Allen Park um, when I was in the Shrine Game. Um, this this came from St. Pete. Uh, is where where I got the information that I that I will divulge here, uh, and this is obviously not new information because that was a month ago. That I was told then by somebody who pulls a paycheck with a Detroit Lions signature on it that they are happy with Darius Slay as the number one cornerback, and that taking any cornerback in the first round would be like they they would be concerned about how Darius would handle that, really? but also the fact that. They don't feel like that's a big need. Like they have their number one corner. Why would you? Why would you need another number one corner when you already have one? Mm. You know your assets are better spent getting a number one pass rusher or a number one wide receiver or a number one tight end. Um, all of which I don't think they believe they have on the roster right now. And, and they're not wrong, right? Right, and, and they are not wrong about that. And and I I supported this, and it was a very healthy conversation. So then I brought up. A couple of the names, one of, one of them was, was DeAndre Baker, who's a guy that I like. If he runs well, he's going to be somebody to watch in Indianapolis this week, whether he can break the 4-5 barrier or not. Um, I'm guessing not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Greedy Williams was the other one, and he was really popular in mock drafts at that time. And the guy looked at me, and he's like, our corners have to tackle. And that was the end of the conversation. Yep. yep. So yep. I, I will say there is no chance that he is the number eight pick. Because uh, and, and, and this is something and he's been he's a guy just in draft circles that I've talked to. Um, and this is more of draft media than than any insider connections with teams. 
but people are, are divided on how to evaluate him because there are times where you watch him and you're like, oh my God, he's a ball hawk. This is a guy who can go get you five, six interceptions. But, and there's a but here, he doesn't play hard all the time. He is a recovery guy. He is not a blanket guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who, that the receiver is going to look open and the quarterback's going to throw it and he's either going to get there and make a play on the ball or he's going to be a step late and the, the guy's going to catch the ball and turn it up the field and go. And that happened a lot at LSU if you watch the tape. Mm-hmm. Dante, Dante Jackson, who was a third-round pick of the Carolina Panthers last year, was a better cover man than Greedy Williams is. Now, Greedy is a different type of player. He is a playmaker. And if you and I think a lot of people are putting together the fact that Bob Quinn said, I want playmakers on this team, and we need playmakers. And that's, that's what Greedy is. Yeah, and they're – you know, we, we saw that play a lot in Detroit last year, except the only difference was when he uh, when he was a step late in turn of field, there would always be a penalty flag that, that flew in that general oh, direction. Bloody hell, man. And, and so I'm going to I'm going to say that uh, I, I don't see gr- any way that Greedy is a number eight pick. And I, I would be shocked in I, I said this on Twitter. And I, w- I stand by it. I will be shocked if they take a cornerback in the first round. Yeah, you know, and 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 look, it it's it make it it makes sense in you look, if you look at Slay's age, his contract, where he's at, how long is he going to play, that kind of stuff, and how long it takes to bring a guy up normally. Okay, so that's where you can say, okay, it makes sense. Is Greedy the right guy to to be your next number one? Right, maybe. But the other part that isn't really kind of taken taken into account there is the the whole concept of exactly how you started this. There are so many other needs that it's almost a luxury pick to start thinking about uh, grooming your next cornerback. I'll see you next year, maybe, if, if we're thinking about that. But um, it is something we have to start thinking about. And because um, yeah. you're going to see that fade coming from Slay, it just it's going to happen. Is it, is it this year? No, next year. God, I hope not. Right. We, we probably got a couple of good years, but. Do you, where do you want to be? Do you want Slay to be faded and then you're drafting your guy that's going to take two or three years? That's 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 an ugly look. That's a really ugly look. So I will say this as a credible source with some nefarious intention here. I believe that the Lions are going to bring in a cornerback who is a starter next year. Ooh. I don't know who it's going to be, but I would expect them to address it in free agency. I think that's something that they're going to hit before the draft. Yep. No, that makes sense. And so we're going to, when we get to our Pinocchio thing, we're going to take a look at that greedy Williams as number eight for the Lions. We're going to say, I'm toast. No, that is not real. All right. Um, well, I'm going to talk really quick, Riz. You had a good article in Lions Wire today about uh, your mock draft, uh, your most recent. I did. I did a pre combine mock draft. Yeah. It was fun. And it wasn't, it was, and you said in the tweet that it's not necessarily what you would do, but you were in somebody else's head, right? When you were trying to do right. that. Right. That's, that's, by the way, that is what most good mock draft people will do. They will let you know ahead of time. In the in the, the comment section of before it, whether this is a what I would do draft or what I think will happen draft. This is a what I think the Lions would do at these picks one, not a what Jeff Risen would do. That comes uh sometime next month. <laughs> WWJD, right? That's what right. Jeff do? That's right. <laughs> Ahead of that, really quick, we want to talk about uh the best place to get all the stuff you need that isn't your Lions or sporting paraphernalia. It's Amazon. Head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on that Amazon link. It'll take you right there. No funny stuff. No crazy pop-ups or anything like that. Just takes you straight to the site. You just type in a different address and click on that ad. Takes you over there. They throw a kickback our way. We get a couple of bucks off the deal. Um, It's not even a couple of bucks. It's a kickback based on what you buy. But it's a great way to help us out doing something you're going to do anyway. And we love and appreciate everybody 
who uses that link. Remember, it's, uh, we are the corporate entity for this. This is uh, not right. something go out, hey, the company. Go out and pre-order that new I Prevail album. Ooh. The new single dropped today. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, Trauma is the name of the album. It's coming out on the 29th of March. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, let's really quick. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Amazon link. Thank you so much. All right, we'll get into this now. Let's talk about your draft. Let, you started off, and and this is an interesting first pick, um, because it's almost if it's the consensus pick, right? But God, it's, it feels it's like becoming a safe that way. Pick. It just feels like the safe pick. And does he differentiate himself enough that he's going to be valuable on the Lions' offense? I'll let you take it from there. Let me ask you this: How do you feel about Trey Flowers as a defensive end? Or or edge. He's going to be too expensive. Okay, but as but I like just I like as, as as a player on the field. Yeah, yeah, I like him. What he, what he does on the field. Absolutely. What like he him. does on the field is exactly what Cleveland Farrell offers you. So if you like the idea of Trey Flowers, but are scared by the price tag, you should probably really like Cleveland Farrell as a draft prospect. Mm. Now Flowers has a little bit more range and athleticism out in space. That's not where the Lions are going to use him. So that's. <laughs> Um, so if, if you are a fan of getting a, uh, and the guy that I like in free agency, Preston Smith is similar to the, he's probably actually more similar to Cleveland Farrell than, than flowers is, but that kind of power to speed defensive end rusher, a guy who can put a hand in the dirt. He can play standing up. He can go out and cover a screen pass. He, he, it's not his forte, but he can play the run on the way to the pass. And I think that's something that. If, if if we remember, you know, <laughs> time going. of times past, um, some guys did that. Nick, and Dominican Sue did that pretty well. Nick Fairley, they can run the ball? Really? I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So Farrell does not for that. So he's a very good football. His, is his ceiling the highest of any of the passers? No, it's not. But he's closer to getting to that ceiling, and he's going. he's probably more reliably going to get to that ceiling than some of the other guys that you could get at number eight at pass rush. And now, now for, for the sake of the purposes here, I believed in this scenario that Ed Oliver was gone. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Josh Allen was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Bosa was gone. Um, and there's one of them. Quinn, Quinn Williams was gone. Right. Those are all uh, safe bets. And you didn't, you didn't grab Hawkinson, though, which is, which is I feel good about that. No, because because there. what happened in the second round, Chris? Laid on, laid on, laid on. This is great. We're so good together. Irv Smith, tight end, and I love where you did this. I absolutely love it, and that's that's why I was alluding to Hawkinson because we all know that tight end is a huge need. I'm I'm really really wary right now with that first round tight end. It's it, it's just I know how important that role is. I know how many times Super Bowl winning teams have had Hall or not Hall of Fame uh, Pro Bowl tight ends. I, I get all that stuff, but I don't. I just don't want a first round tight end. I, and call me superstitious or whatever. I just don't think it's the right thing. Irv Smith, what a pick! I love how you got the tight end in here in number round two instead of going with Hawkinson off the top. The easy pick. And there are several tight ends that would fit at number two. Uh, Noah Font, if he's there. From Iowa, Hawkinson's teammate, better athlete than Hawkinson, he could be there. Yeah. Uh, the Sternberger from Texas A&M, if he bubbles up that high, he could, he's a possibility there too. I love the idea of a second round tight end in this class. There's several of them; they're all good, and they would all be better than anything that the Lions have had since, uh, oh God, a while. Um, yeah, <laughs> since since the best that you could get out of Eric Ebron, 
Irv Smith is that right now. Yep. Uh, he's, a, he's a very polished, well-rounded receiver. He catches the ball when you throw it to him. That's kind of important for the position. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll move on now. Third round, and this is one we, we've seen him. To, we were we might have even been holding hands, but we saw him together. Debo <laughs> Samuel. This guy, I, I have to tell you, um, I was really impressed. And and I have to say, we, we had a couple of problems with the senior bowl. The quarterback play was horrific. Right. Oh, it, was, it, was, oh, it was it was so bad. Everyone's so bad. Anyone that thinks that people are gonna trade up to the Lions to that number eight pick to get a quarterback, if you're the team that did that, you have many, many years of failure ahead of you because your GM is a fool. I just sorry, that's it's just weird. Well, hey, can I can I tell you this right now? I I I will tell you that my number ten draft pick in this draft is Drew Locke for to to Denver, and that will not change unless I'm told otherwise. Wow, wow! And that guy, that guy is as as I've said often. You've probably heard this if you followed me before, and or listened to any of the, the interviews. And he offers you all of the negatives of Matthew Stafford with not quite the positives. Exactly. I mean. Uh, yeah. Okay. At least they have Flacco to carry him in the near term. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> but uh, Debo, oh. he's a guy that I mean, he made bad quarterbacks look good out there. He he just was, and, and it was he was like Megatron was to Matthew Stafford in the first couple of years of his career. He was the oh, the only place to go with the ball, and he came down with the ball every time. He looked great out there. He did, and and he's a guy who's a little bit undervalued because he had some injury issues, and that's something that the Lions have to, to check, and, and his medical check in Indianapolis is going to be huge for him. But, man, he is a really good all-around receiver. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can run short routes. He can get open quickly if you need him to. He can, he can beat a press. He can, he's not the best. He doesn't have the greatest long speed, and he's not the best at, at contested catches, but if you're open, you don't have to worry about that. That's right. Guys who guys who are good at contested catches because they get a lot of practice at it, <laughs> those guys wind up sucking in the NFL. Get out of here and keel Harry. Go away, Keem Butler. You guys can't get open in college. What makes you think they're gonna get open in the pros? Go away. Oh, take that man. mess elsewhere. Let the Jets take that and make that mistake. They always do that. <laughs> or the Steelers. The Steelers love those good, like James Hardy from Indiana. Um. Oh, so many of those guys. Lima Swede. Remember him? Oh God. Remember, remember, Lions fans loving Lima Swede. They're like, oh, if, if we get Lima Swede, we'll be so great. He was out of the league in two years. Yeah. Um, yep. And was not a surprise. <laughs> you, you don't want if if a guy was always covered when you're watching him in college. That ain't going to change in the NFL, folks. No, no, it's only going to be worse. All right. Um, the rest of them, I know, I know we're, we're kind of a little, little tight on time. You've had a long day. You need your I've, I've, I've had a lot. Yes. Yes. You're I'm traveling at five. I'm, I'm traveling that. at five in the morning. So let's do one more. Well, you pick your favorite of the rest of your. Uh, I will time. go with another wide receiver that I like at the end of the draft. Northwestern State's Jazz Ferguson. Jazz He's got Ferguson. a sweet name. He has got freaking wheels, man. He can fly. He's he's probably going to be in the four the upper four threes. He is a slot receiver. He's uh, um, if you if you want a good profile of him, look up football gameplay. My good friend Emery Hunt uh, has done a video on him. You will really like what you see on it. I'll I'll leave it at that. I've I've watched a couple of his games. I've seen his highlights. Uh, I talked to Emery about him when we were in the, the press box at the Shrine game, even though he wasn't there. Because um, I was asking him like, who should I know that is in here? He's like, dude, Jas Ferguson. We got Rob not being here. Um, so so hats off to Emery. Check his thing out on, on YouTube. It's great. He, he does great work. I will I will heartily endorse that. Absolutely. That's a seventh round sixth, seventh round pick. He could actually bubble up a little bit because he's he's getting a little bit of buzz now that more more and more people have seen him. Mm-hmm. He has got he's got Lions slot receiver written all over him. Mm-hmm. It would be 
Very nice. Very nice. To get a good one that deep would be would really be something. That would be awesome. All right, Riz. Safe travels, man. Be well. It's good to have you on. I know, man, life has been crazy. Uh, folks, we're not doing a show next week. Don't forget. We're, we, we've got next week out. I know the, the combine's going on, but we're going to get back with Riz afterwards. We'll talk about the combine. We'll be back on the first day of free agency with our next show, so uh, be tuned in for that. Riz, be safe. Have a good travel. Get healthy, man. Get your, Take care of yourself. There's a I will long do that haul if- to the draft still, buddy. Yep, I will have tons of stuff coming up on Lions Wire and Real GM from the Combine. If you want Lions stuff or broader stuff, uh, go to Real GM. If you want Brown stuff, go to Browns Wire, obviously. Um, although I'm not doing as much on that because I have help there now. So it makes me very happy. So uh, my, my, my Combine will be more Lions focused this year, which is kind of cool. Awesome. That is really cool. All right, buddy. We will catch up to you when we all get back. Be safe. Have fun. And uh, get cracking at that. You got you got a lot to do. All right. And that's going to do it for this week. Remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback. Your feedback is what makes us the best because it's your show. And uh, we love listening and hearing what you guys like and, and doing the things that make this is enjoyable for you guys. That's what it's all about. Uh, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. As little as a dollar a month gets you access to the Slack chat, all the great stuff. It's a good time. It's the most intelligent chat on the internet. Case tries things out. Tries He tries on all kinds of crazy dresses and sees what people like. And he brings them on the show. So see the stuff that people don't like. It's the funniest place to see to see case on the internet check us out on facebook facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast and on twitter at det lions podcast that's it follow us at det lions podcast next monday and you know some good stuff on there just, just telling you just telling you it's the other place to see case embarrassed looking bigger in texas <laughs> Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Call us on the Lions line. 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so Case can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.